0: You've now entered the lap of luxury. Prepare your soul. Lavish journey into enlightenment. Funny about him, anyways. Go ahead, though. Sorry.
1: Yeah. So, I said. I guess we can't say the username anymore. But the, essentially, the it was like in college. It was always cool because uh, my like my girlfriend and my best friend and and I was good friends with his girlfriend as well. So we would always go on double dates. Mm -hmm. so that was that was always nice to kind of like you know just hang out and like everybody like you know bonded well and we were basically doing everything together because him and his girlfriend my two friends were in the air force so that like we always saw each other in rtc but then
0: Mm -hmm.
1: you know obviously my girlfriend would tag along every once Mm -hmm. in a while but yeah yeah that's a good one yeah um anyway so welcome um I think we should uh, should we dive right in. I think the uh, <laughs> the uh, the, ho- the holiday is upon us here. Uh, <laughs> is it a holiday
0: or is it just a day? Of, I don't know. What's the yeah. technical? how is it a whole It's not. I guess if you're going off the of, uh, not nomenclature, but word origins. Maybe it's not a holy day. I don't know. Who cares? Maybe we're diving too deep. We're, we're going too deep in the wormhole already.
1: Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> it, uh, yeah. It's like the, well, it's the religious background is like all Hallow's Eve. Right. And then, yeah, uh, uh November 1st is all saints day. So yeah. yeah. Um, anyway, yeah. So not only because, so <laughs> we had a recent trip as, um, some of you may know from the, uh, the previous podcast with, uh, what were their names? Dory and. Dory and
0: fucking. Leah or something, maybe? Leah, Leah. Was it Leah?
1: Leah. Yeah. Leah. Leah. Uh, but yeah, we were at a, at a bachelor party. And so at that bachelor party, we actually went to a haunted house like a couple days later. Um, and it was it was really funny because uh, I was really scared, like even before we did it, just because I'm a little bitch. Uh,
0: <laughs>
1: and uh, I, I've heard this term before, but you used it pretty well when. uh You know, like I was walking up to the entrance, and they were like already trying to scare us. And you're like, "Damn, ports shook already." (laughs) He got him shook, (laughs) bro. Yeah, I was, dude. I was beside myself. I was definitely shook, man. (laughs) uh, Because so we like go in line, and this one guy, real quick story, like comes, like I don't know. I I wasn't joking when I said, like, "Oh my god, this guy's pretty scary over here." He probably thought I was being sarcastic, or he was trying to, like, you know, push on the (laughs) end.
0: <laughs> yeah. Just because the way you say things, dude. You got that way of uh coming off when you like you said you may be serious, but just how you say it, it seems kind of condescending. <laughs> so he's like, Oh yeah, this guy's this guy's kind of scary here, guys. <laughs> and then all of a sudden he's like, Oh, you think I'm not scary, huh? How about I shove this fucking cockroach in your face? Wait. A <laughs> no, I said I was scared of you. One of you, what don't you understand? Yeah. <laughs>
1: It was really so he like comes like within an inch of my face essentially and like he's <clears throat> like got like fake blood on his uh fucking face and body. It so was and,
0: actually kind of scary for real. Yeah,
1: and he like he had like a, he actually had like a cleaver, and he like put it by my balls, and he you know he you know he did the whole thing, and then he was like, you know what the funniest part about this is, and he like banged it on the floor, and he's like, it's real. I'm like, all right, well this isn't funny anymore. <laughs> So, but anyway, uh, yeah, I was pretty shook. Um, but you know, that even before that, it made me realize like, what is fear really? You know, it's like, mm-hmm. it's like fear is really just the unknown, right? Like, um, I don't think we got it on the podcast, you know? but yeah, right now, I think it is. So, like, I mean, at least for the most part, I think so like right now, I'm in a house by myself and I'm just scared because. like I don't even know what's gonna happen to me, but like it's like I like it's it's almost like I don't know everything that's going on right now. You know what I mean? Uh, I'm I'm not a control kind, you know what I mean? So so I think it's you know, it's almost like being scared of not knowing something, but it's like you're not gonna know it. So I think scared of something you can't control really. Yeah, exactly. So it's like you're not gonna be able to control right, but and you should respect everything, but you shouldn't fear it. Right. It's almost it's similar to like you getting nervous for like a, I don't know, briefing or something like that. It's like, it's going to happen the way it's going to happen. And you're going to, you know, you're going to make adjustments as needed and shit's going to, it's like, you'll get through it. And it's like, anytime you get like nervous or something, and then you come out the other end, you're like, Oh, that wasn't too bad. You know?
0: Well, let me make sure real quick. I, I'm hoping my sit, the sound is for me is going in through the, okay, I'm good. All right. Sorry. Go ahead.
1: Do you think you have uh, good levels of, uh, from me, because it just came up that I needed to be, my uh, snowball needed to be set up?
0: Uh, I think I'm hearing you pretty good. Sounds like, it sounds pretty high quality. It sounds good. Um, Anyways. But yeah, so it's like,
1: that's what I think I would always want to impart on people. I mean, obviously, it's hard to do, and it's like, it's hard to, you know, do in practice, obviously, but it's like, you should just respect things and not fear them. Although, like, just now, it happened where, um, in our house, some with, uh, 69th Ahab and, uh, stump, uh, stump. Yeah. And, uh, essentially stump's room. He always keeps the window open. So like when he closes the door, the, it kind of like the pressure just kind of like makes it like rattle all the time. Yeah. So, so I'm like, you know, walking around the house and I just hear like rattling upstairs. <laughs> you hear
0: the death <laughs> rattle. <laughs> <laughs>
1: <laughs> I'm about to get fucking visited by the girl from the ring or something like that, you oh, know.
0: Fuck. Okay. If uh, oh, I'm about to say it. Remember Savage's wife when she came down the stairs? Oh my uh, god, dude!
1: Just, if you saw that, what would you do? Dude, I would just probably die in place. I think I don't know. <laughs> I, I wouldn't even let her get like the uh, satisfaction of killing me. I'd just be dead, you know. Uh But yeah, I I don't know. I mean, and see, that's the other thing too. Is like what I really would do is probably, you know, fight or flight. I guess uh, I would like to think I would fight, you know, and maybe it wouldn't be bad or I would just die, I guess. I don't know. Hopefully, (laughs) hopefully go down swinging, you know, but, but it's like, you know, so that, that noise gets made in like in the house and I'm like, shit, I think I know what it is, but it's like, I don't want to go up there because what if, like, the devil's up there?
0: You know what I mean? <laughs> like, <shit. laughs> it's like, one of the most irrational things you get. But at the yeah. same time, I've had that exact same thought. I'm like, the devil could have be been, nah, I ain't playing with that shit. Yeah. I, like, a, like, that's a go, whole other world right there.
1: <laughs> I go up there expecting to, like, just close the window and walk out, but really, I meet the devil, you know? It's like, oh, well, I didn't see this coming. But, uh, but you know, it, it's like, it took me, like... You know, I, I kind of distracted myself. I'm like, oh, I don't need to go upstairs. So I just did other things. And then, like, you know, seven minutes later, I'm like, okay, I got to go. I did it, and now it's fine, right? So <laughs> so that's just – it's just one of those things of, like, you shouldn't let it paralyze you. You know what I mean? Yeah.
0: I understand not letting it paralyze you, but, like, because you, you said what – you said it's basically not knowing what's going to happen. But, I mean, if you drop me in a tiger cage, like, with fucking any and he's ready to fucking just maul me. I know exactly what the fuck's gonna happen. <laughs> I'm about to get eaten, clawed the fuck up, probably get my jugular ripped out, yeah, all kinds of shit. You're like I know exactly what's gonna happen, and I'm fearful that that's going to happen. But really, I, I take it to that point, sure. But I now that I think I kind of agree with you because you have we have a lot of uh, ir- I think when it comes to irrational fears, I think that's really where it comes to play. Like, um, and I think this can kind of go into what I want to talk about being, or one of the things I want to talk about it being Halloween tomorrow and all. But let's talk about some, I don't know if you have any written down or you can think of, I'm just thinking off the top of my head, but let's talk about some irrational fears or really just fears you had when you were younger, because most fears you had when you were younger were pretty irrational um versus fears you have as an adult so i was trying to think of some and like
1: i still get scared of some stuff you know it's like (laughs) (laughs) it's like even like going like my in my uh, parents house like going down to the basement because it's pretty dark in some areas and like you have to like one of them is like a manual light so you have to like go up to it and like turn it on and it's like you know you, you could you could have the light on on the stairs but you still have to go down there and like and then it's like you you think you're like, you know, when you're like going back upstairs, I always run because I'm like scared like demons are chasing. <laughs> <laughs> you know what I mean? But I mean, I've certainly I, I've obviously gotten better. It's kind of like in Home Alone where he came down to like the furnace and it scared him. But then he like eventually said like, oh, shut up. And, yeah. you know, he just got over it. I think some of that stuff I've gotten over where it's like, OK, nothing's there. I'm fine. You know what I mean? And yeah. it's and it kind of like I was saying before about like kind of like the unknown. It's like, well, nothing's there, you know, or you know it'll happen but yeah i'm trying to think of the rational ones
0: nothing's there until it is that's the problem yeah you're going to close
1: a window until
0: satan stares you the fucking <laughs> it comes out of nowhere bet you didn't see this coming you're Thanks. right <laughs> 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 i told myself this was, is this was gonna happen one day and i made myself <laughs> believe otherwise yeah i'll tell you one that i had and it would I don't know if it was necessarily fear, but it just straight up scared me is anytime I'd get up when I was younger to go to the bathroom, I would have, I would leave basically my door and then the bathroom door open because I was scared of the sound of the flushing toilet. Really? Yes. I don't know why. Like I'd flush it. And then as soon as I flush it, I would just sprint out of the bathroom I don't know what scared me about it, but it did, and it scared the piss out of me every single time, uh, quite literally. So, like <laughs> no, that was one deep. of things. Yeah, I don't, I don't know, know where. i already heard of that one. Like, I don't. Th- I don't know if anybody else had that, but I highly doubt it. Anyways, that and uh, I used to have this recurring dream where I would like, we'd be kind of going throughout, like, I think I must have taken a trip with my parents or something when I was, like, maybe two or three, and if you know anything about Indiana and you're driving down to Kentucky, you're kind of passing through these, um, like, line, like, where the uh, where the road is cut out through, like, the limestone uh, on either side of the highway, um, you could just, you just pass through those, and you can kind of look up and see um, the trees and all that stuff, and, like, the these, like, basically, like, limestone walls or whatever stone this is so i'd go through those and i had this recurring dream where we'd be driving in like the old astro star van and all of a sudden i would be like we'd stop on the side of the road or something and like we'd have to get out and then i'd look around and then the van would just be gone and for some reason i would just always be scared of being left behind that was one of my fears and i don't know why but maybe that, there's probably somebody who, some dream analyst could probably tell me something like that but that was something i was irrationally uh fearful of yeah
1: i mean <clears throat> i'm trying to think of things but maybe i just like have grown a bigger tolerance but yeah maybe that's one like when you're a kid, like being scared of doing stuff like, or, you, you know, kind of like that kind of stuff where it's like, what if, you know, my parents, which I, you know, depend on for everything, like leave me alone. It's like, well, obviously now it's like, we kind of live on our own and like deal with it ourselves, but um right. like kind of like adulting, I suppose. But uh yeah, going back real quick, I think like uh, to kind of create more options, it's like, and we kind of generally like develop this actually on the podcast. It's like, I realized it's maybe more of like a control thing right it's like i'm scared because i i'm not in control essentially right it's like i'm scared of like i'm scared of being in this house alone because i don't know what's going on around it you know what i mean like i don't i don't have like full control of the situation essentially but i guess i guess immersing yourself in that would help i suppose but mm. uh i
0: don't know um yeah i'm trying to think of other things though um what do you so you may not have anything from as a child like I think everybody's pretty much that you can chalk up like oh being scared of monsters you know stuff like that things under the bed or that kind of stuff but what are some of the things that scare you as an adult and it may be some of the small some of the same things still but um probably going up and talking to a girl (laughs) (laughs) no no actually
1: I think I'm kind of over that one I'm not sure though but um you mean like okay not like scary stuff you're talking about just like it's maybe scary stuff
0: or it may be like something that you're like not you're really 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 not looking forward to like you know like i don't know like for for example for me one of my fears is dying alone right uh yeah like, like these things are things like you know if you're and it's odd because you look at like if you ask you know 10-year-old luxury like hey what are you scared of i'd be like uh i don't know centipedes or spiders or something i don't know and then now i'm like and then if you asked him like hey if i was to tell you in 10 or 20 years you're gonna be scared of dying alone and he's like what (laughs) <laughs> like, what, like, what are you, like, what's that? Like, that's not like, what's death first of all. And second of all, why like, would you die alone? Like, I don't understand. Like just infathomable now you kind of it's just how much different because it's like, you're then you're kind of scared of individual things. And I feel like I'm now scared of like feelings, if that makes sense or a emotion.
1: Yeah, no. I, yeah. I see what you're saying. Um, I think that certainly is one is like maybe not maybe for some people it's like growing up and not um, fulfilling their potential essentially you know what I yeah, mean yeah yeah like that like self fulfillment type thing is like mm-hmm. and and certainly I think it's true for people who are trying to become like an artist or like you know actor or something it's like the fear of not making it or like never you know maybe they just work in a kind of dead-end job and they're like i want to do something else but i'm like kind of scared to take the leap but i you know kind of i want to be able to do it at some point in my life you know and maybe not not doing that is like really scares them too yeah
0: um yeah i don't know i don't really have any very much more about fear but um i did have a couple topics yeah go ahead all right so and i think you've you've hit on this one before um but i don't know if we fully dove straight in. Actually, I think we might have. So we can stop me if we have. Um choice or like lack thereof. All right. And this I'm gonna give I'm gonna I'm gonna give you a hypothetical. Let me I gotta make sure I have this developed because I wrote it in my phone. Okay, yeah, 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 yeah. So hypothetical. If we'll just I'm just gonna use you as an example. I'm gonna talk as a royal you, it's a little bit easier. Hypothetical, if you were, let's say, just a bad person, right, Um, like you just do bad things, like just generally socially unacceptable things as far as like um, beating people up. You know, again, this is all just make up like you abuse women, you know, you're stealing from people, this, that and the other. You're just a bad dude. Right. And then all of a sudden you're trained to be good. Like you go through some, you know, procedure or whatever, and you're trained to be good, um, against your own will. So like the reason I'm getting all this from a clockwork orange, if, if for anybody who's read the book or is seeing the movie, um, but I just read the book and it got me thinking. But so let's say for instance, anytime you think or see an action that is considered bad, you get, you know, a, like you start to feel sick and like your head hurts. You feel like you need to puke, but there's nothing to puke up. You just feel bad and like you physically feel like ass and it's like you feel pretty much like you're on your deathbed. Right. And the only way for you to not feel bad is to stop seeing or stop thinking about whatever bad things that you've been trained to think about. So essentially you're conditioned to be, quote unquote, good. Now, even though you, you're able to see you are a bad person still, are you actually good? If that makes sense. So even though you've been trained to hate and feel sick at bad things, does that make you a good person now?
1: So you're saying you like, um your innate sense is to be a bad person but you've been taught to be good so now you're good
0: yes you've been taught and like it's not that you are any different it's just that you get you know like you get sick and like you don't it's not that you don't want to be it's not that you want to be good it's that if you aren't good you're going to feel like death so the only thing to make you feel better is to be good
1: ah yes 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 so that kind of reminds me of the idea of like, no, no act is truly good, right? Like you giving to charity is you wanting to be like, oh, I've, I feel good about myself. And also I could write this off on my taxes. Right. So that's an think, good example. Yeah. So you said that's a good example. Yeah. Yeah. Mm-hmm. yeah. So that's, so I think that is kind of where it stems from. And I think there is some point to that, like what is truly good um yeah i i I think in your situation i think that you're not actually good you should be able you should want to do it for selfless reasons yeah like not to toot my own horn here but like when i do facebook donations i oftentimes or i like i naturally just do you know where it says like who do you want to see this? And it's like, only me. And it shows, yeah. of course it shows it to the person who like you actually donating to, you know, cause it can't not. And then also to like Facebook or something. So you said
0: again, you cut out for about five seconds.
1: So essentially when I donate on Facebook, it says like, who do you want to be able to see this? And I say only me, but it always makes it so that, you know, the person who created the donation or the fundraiser sees it. So it's kind of like, I don't want anybody to see this, but then the person sees it and says, thank you. And then I feel good about that. Yeah. And then, and then also if you just shared it where it's like, Hey, I gave $20. It's like, now you're kind of ruining it. Like you're kind of, you kind of like, yeah. make, it, make yourself look good to, you know what I mean? So exactly. So that in that instance, it should almost be like, you like, I don't know, walked by, gave $20 and like ran away. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. So yeah, I think, I think that maybe i don't know i'll just throw out a number there like 95 percent of the time like the vast majority of the time we might do things well maybe not i mean i think a lot of the times the majority at least we do things that we do things good for our kind of for ourselves and like you know to feel better about ourselves kind of thing Mm -hmm. um but it is tough to be genuinely good i think
0: yeah i um and i have to agree like Oh there's always ulterior motives it seems like even if even when you want to it's even when you want to be doing something for just the good of doing it you know it you can't help but think of some of the good or positive side effects that doesn't necessarily mean like that's the origin like you're you may not necessarily be doing something because oh you know I'm going to get a tax break later on but you can't help but think oh you know I'm gonna do, like you like oh I want to help this cause and you're like oh well I could write this off my taxes like that just because the the origin was good and just because you're taking advantage of it doesn't mean you're uh it, it's now something bad it's just difficult to read sometimes yeah and I, I think certainly like even
1: if you do something like it's worth it to do something good, even if you feel good about it because you're doing something good. Right. But it like in terms of like, are you a hundred percent pure in that situation? No, but that's okay. You know, mm-hmm. um, I think there's actually not to throw the religion in here, but I think there's actually a Bible verse about that where it's like, you know, uh, no, I think I'm just, I'm going to make, I'm going to make up the words, but <laughs> it says, it says something similar in the sense of like, if you give money, uh, just so other people can see you or something like that, then, uh, you know, it's it's not worth it. But if you give money in hopes that nobody sees it, then it's like the right thing or something. I got to.
0: Yeah, I, probably, I was trying to find the verse. But um, yeah, I think that's a good point. <clears throat> so here's a since we're kind of going on um, philosophical debates, I feel like this is this is a philosophy podcast today. Uh, a much needed, maybe maybe not a much needed break. Maybe <laughs> actually listeners are turning into, but for the relationships. Um, so, tell me, like, have you heard of this guy, uh, Vernon Madison? I don't think so. Okay, so, I'll give you a quick rundown. Um, this guy, in like 1985, he killed this cop right in Alabama. So he goes to jail, and he's put on death row in Alabama. And it's coming like he's due to be killed. He he may have been killed already. I don't know. I don't think I don't think so. I think this is where it comes into issue. So it's now 2018 and he's scheduled to be killed. However. He has now verified dementia, so he doesn't even remember committing the crime. It doesn't. It doesn't register with him, he has no clue why he's in jail anymore. And the question is, are you still, should they still kill him or not? Or basically, should they still give him the death penalty? If he doesn't, he has no awareness of, like, he can barely speak or, you know, eat, let alone remember the crime that he did. So he essentially. Um, killing somebody who has no clue why you're killing them.
1: That's a, yeah, that's a tough philosophical one, but I think you
0: still do it,
1: still do it because of what they did. You know what I mean? Um, But that is a tough situation in terms of like, if someone was just acting, I mean, I think you still have to bring them to justice, you know, but it's like if someone was just acting on instincts in the moment and like, they forgot about what they did, like, you know, 30 minutes later, it's that's kind of a weird situation yeah. because it's like not that they're not learning their lesson but it's like uh, i don't know it's kind
0: of well yeah. it, to to speak to that like what like what are you i guess what are you teaching them justice about if he has no clue of what he did what lesson are you teaching him if he has no lesson to learn because he doesn't know what he did
1: yeah i think it's more so for the people that you know this is not acceptable right uh but i mean obviously i would hope we could learn lessons by not killing people <laughs> you know? yeah i mean not that i'm not talking about like the death penalty or something like that yeah I think that's useful in some situations but it's like i you know it, it, for him personally yeah he's not gonna it's like hey you fucked up we're gonna kill you he's like what did i do you know that's a very yeah. that's like that's like a um uh, spoiler alert that's what was that um that movie with the where leonardo DiCaprio's is on the island oh Shutter uh, island yeah where where he like you know he thinks he's the good or like he like has a wholly to- totally different like view of pers- of reality yeah and, and it's like it's like kind of t- tatter, you know like it's almost like a movie where it's like you know the guy's like in prison he's like oh i'm wrong the cues and they're like no you're not and then he like figures out like oh shit i actually did this
0: you know yeah yeah Yeah. um yeah go ahead no i was saying it's it's interesting like it, it really all depends on the view i feel like of why they're killing him because at some point you know you're saying like okay um if you're doing it because you want to avenge the family and I don't really know how to say I'm personally not for corporal punishment or you know like or state sanctioned um killing but that's or as far as um execution I should say uh, cuz I'm kind of in an industry that <laughs> doesn't that doesn't work with right uh but <laughs> um but I'm not really for that. But like I try to throw that to the side. I, I understand. I still understand why people um, believe in corporal punishment, but I'll get off that. I'll get back on, and try to leave that tangent over there. But if somebody says, you know, Hey, we're going, we're, we're doing this to get revenge for, um, you know, the person who the family member who, so the police officer's family in this case, like, well, just because you kill him doesn't mean you're going, it's not going to bring their dad or husband or whoever back. Right. It's going to make them feel, I feel like it'll make them feel something like it's just basically an eye for an eye makes the whole world blind, you know, um, kind of thing in one aspect. And then if you feel like, um, Like we already discussed, if you're trying to teach somebody a lesson, you know, um, well, he has no lesson to be taught or no lesson to be learned because he's like has no clue of what he did. Right. So I guess the only viable option and I think if you or the only viable one that I can think of is. If you're doing to teach the community. A lesson and say hey this will not be tolerated you'll be you know killed or whatever you know but that that only if you look at it that way what about somebody who wants to die you know that's not really doing anything for them they're still, they're going to go do whatever they want if they want if they don't care about dying or they want to die they're going to go like how is that going to discourage them from doing it you know so it's uh it may discourage some but it's not going to discourage all and i guess that's kind of an argument that can be said for many of things that are hot button topics or hot button items today
1: yeah absolutely and so
0: um if i may
1: go ahead uh, it's a little bit of a tangent but um and it's kind of a nerd alert situation but it's like you know like with like superheroes it's like you know especially batman and joker like you know, how Batman like never kills anybody or, you know, typically, uh, or like, like the bad guys, it's like, what do you think about the situation where like, you know, Joker tries to kill millions of people, but you know, Batman's thwarts him time. And he's like, it's like, all right, you should just kill
0: him. (laughs) So this doesn't (laughs) happen again.
1: But then, you know, he lets him go and then he gets out of prison and then, you know, he try he tries to kill like a thousand people again. He succeeds. But then Batman like puts him in jail again, you know, it's like we're like the moral dilemma there is pretty tough because it's like you want to be above everything. I'm not sure for what situation, but in this case, it's almost like, you know, kind of like I don't know if we talked about this before, but the ends justify the means almost in this sense. It's like like you got to kill him for the greater good. Yeah. of him not of like him stopping this because that's the only way essentially to stop him but yeah. you want you want to think that you're fair enough to be like all right we got to we got to do the right thing in every situation so we yeah. got to put him in prison you know
0: it's so difficult man because you can't you know you can't tell the future so you don't know what they're gonna do unless they're like yeah if i get out i'm gonna go it's just, i'm just gonna keep doing this over and over again you know it's oh man you but you don't know if they really are or not it's it's quite the conundrum one would say yeah, I think, and I mean, like, I don't know how
1: you say, like, you know, all right, I'm just going to kill him. Like, yeah. <laughs> I, would, I, would, I would think, I, you know, I would think that in, like, you know, just logically speaking or, like, you know, if we were, like, robots, like, what is the best course of action? Like, just kill yeah. him. But it's, like, yeah. to be able to do that in that situation, even, like, even when I play, like, video games and, you know, they give you the choice of, like, and, like, nothing's going to happen either way, but, like, yeah. you either choose to kill him or spare him. Like, that, yeah. that, that. that That situation by itself, you know, if you look at people who, like, do that,
0: that I think would
1: tell you what the society
0: is really thinking about, you know? I think think so. So let's talk about that actually real quick because I think we're thinking – are you thinking of Splinter Cell?
1: Yeah, actually.
0: Yes, because I remember this exact same – I had this – I actually – I remember playing this in, like, high school, maybe it was college, and sitting in my room, and when it gave you the option to kill him or let Mm -hmm. him live – and I put the game on pause, and I thought about this morally for a solid five <laughs> minutes. Like, no joke. I had the argument with myself. I'm like, you
1: went on uh, a walk around the block to figure out who you were. I,
0: I, exactly, because here's the thing, right? In this scenario, it's a video game, right? So there's no consequences.
1: Right. But
0: because there's no consequences, does that mean that you're real – Personality comes out, you know. Am I just a person who's like, yeah, I don't care, I'll kill him, and, to be, to, and then I'll let you guys in on a secret. In the video game, I killed him not because I felt one way, <laughs> but I killed him because I like playing dark characters. So like, I love Darth Vader. Uh, I like I like the bad guys. I like Bane. But I'm not a bad like I don't like bad guys in real life if that makes sense. um I just kind of like characters, so I killed him because I wanted Sam Fisher to go down a like, kind of like a dark path. um I like playing like dark people, so that's why I ended up ended up killing him, and I decided that me killing him was not like I understood what I was doing and that I liked dark characters so but it was a it's a definite I think you're on to something when you say it'd be interesting to see what people choose to see what kind of people really are, or even, uh, Oh, there's a study about this. I think, um, let me Google it. If you got something, go ahead. Uh, I'm going to try to Google this real quick.
1: Yeah. So I always try to do the light side, you know, like I always try to be the good guy. Um, even, but then like usually when I play through it the second time or something like that, maybe I'll try the other side just to see how it is. But yeah, I think I remember the first time I went through, I like saved them. But then the second time, I killed him because I was just like, you know, uh, a good terrorist is a dead terrorist type thing. You know? <laughs> <laughs> but, you know, it, it was just like it, it was also like like you're saying, it's like in the game, you're thinking like, all right, is this guy going to come back and fuck me? You know, is this like one of those like things like uh, isn't it like Saving Private Ryan where he saves him and then he comes back and like ends up like killing his friend, unfortunately, yeah, yeah. or something like that. But it's like. So in that situation, obviously, you know, it's kind of clear cut, I suppose. But it is interesting also to think, like you said, it's a video game. So you're like, oh, nothing. this matters. This guy's not a real person. But if you were there actually holding the gun and looking in the guy's eyes, you know, what would you do really? Uh-huh. You know, and uh, yeah, I don't know. I would think I would kill him. I, I don't know
0: <laughs> if he was a bad guy. I mean, yeah. it's so difficult. Like it'd be different if he's, you know, like rushing at you or like, they're like, Hey, this guy is actively doing something right now. You're like, okay. Kill him. Yeah. But if he's like, just standing, like, Hey, this guy did all this stuff um, supposedly. Cause what happens if he doesn't, if he didn't really do that, yeah, somebody I think, just lied to you, you know, that's what gets, <laughs> that's what gets me. And we're, we're kind of getting too much into the
1: simulation almost, but it's Dude, like, you gotta think simulation. of like, Yeah, exactly. But you gotta like maybe it depends type situation where it's like if he's like you know really sorry and he's like you know, uh, you could tell he's kind of like turning over a leaf or you know whatever it's called. Then maybe you spare him because he's not going to come back for you. But if like you know as soon as you let him go, he's going to come back for you probably with vengeance. Yeah. So,
0: (laughs) So the name of this experiment was called the Milgram experiment, and essentially what it was. Um, I'm paraphrasing and I may have some things a little bit fuzzy, but, um, we'll call it me and you, you're the, um, person conducting the experiment and I'm the person who's, um, being basically experimented on. So essentially you give me this buzzer and you tell me that like, Hey, every time you click this buzzer, um, you're you're being shot, like you're going to shock somebody. It's going to be a light shock. And then you're also going to get a shock back. Right. So I think, I think there's a shock back, but you know, it's, it's not going to be very bad. Um, and it's going to be proportional or something like that. But anyways, It was just me and you, basically, the experimenter and experimentee in the room. And then there's somebody on the other side of the wall, again, who's getting shocked. So at first, you know, it's like you press the buzzer and it shocks the person in the room and they don't really make any sound. And they know that they're never going to see you. I think they might even said, hey, um, it's like it's going to be. Hey, let me just read this shit out because I'm not going to explain it very well. It's like, they measured the willingness of studied participants, men from a diverse range of occupations with varying levels of education, to obey an authority figure who instructed them to perform acts conflicting with their personal conscience. Participants were led to believe that they were assisting an unrelated experiment in which they had to administer electrical shocks to a learner "Quote unquote," uh, these fake electrical shocks gradually increased the level that would have been fatal had they been real. So basically, um, some people like they were saying, "Hey, you're going to increase, you're going to keep shocking this person. You're going we're going to crank it up. You're going to keep shocking them." And then the authority figure is basically saying, "Hey, you better shock them right now. You have to do it. You have to do it. You have to do it." And then it was interesting to see what people would do. And almost, if I remember correctly. Almost all of them shocked them to what would be death because they – and they had their um, – basically just because this authority figure was saying to do it. And there was no repercussions for them, uh, if that makes sense.
1: Yeah, and I think – so is this also the study – I guess it is where like they basically – or is this a different one where they they saw the person getting shocked and it was just an actor and he wasn't getting shocked? I think so. Per- and, I think and they so. And they just tell them to do it. And then, if they, like, they didn't, they never like convinced them to do it. They just said, hey, shock them. And they were like, um, and, like the, the person telling them to shock him would, wouldn't say anything else. They would just be like, yeah, just shock him. And they'd be like, uh, yeah. Okay. Yep. And he would just do it. And they, they like, they would never like, they would like think about, you know, fighting back, but they just gave him like a sim- simple, like, suggestion and they did it.
0: Yeah. Yep. Yeah, that's exactly so, it's the same thing.
1: And then I think is it is this also the one where like they're like shocking each other and then so if you don't if you don't like the other person could shock you and you like you're basically trying to get each other before the other one gets you exactly you know? so it's like if you if neither, neither of you do it then you're good but if one does it then you wish you did it
0: yeah I think it it may be the same one it may be different but it's very like this principle still there yeah so yeah both of them yeah that's a really good
1: indication of what's going on because I think it's almost like when you like, you know, you're getting trained on the job and you know, you don't know what's going on, but this really experienced person is telling you to do something. Yeah. And you're like, is that the right thing to do? I guess he's right. You know, almost like the halo effect type thing. Yeah. Where, yep, yep. Where it's like, I'm not exactly sure what's going on. This guy's telling me to do it. Sure. You know? Yeah. Uh, as opposed to and everybody think of this is or like some people listening to this are probably like, oh I wouldn't do it. But dude, like
0: most when people when you're in that situ- yeah. situation, it's a, yeah. like it's a lot, it's a whole new ball game. Yeah. Um, like everybody's probably been there where they've been peer pressured where they're like,
1: oh, I don't want to drink anymore or this, you know, whatever it is," and it's like then you just drink more and like thinking of it right now, it's like, "Oh, you don't have to do it," but when you get peer pressured, like when you're feeling that certain peer pressure, it's like you actually, you know, your your guards essentially fall down, like your convictions fall down. Yeah. Uh-huh.
0: You know?
1: Yeah. But that yeah. is a very
0: that is a very interesting, one. Yeah, I think it definitely speaks like. And the reason I brought that up was because what people would do behind closed doors is completely different than what they people would say they do. And I'm pretty much just repeating like any good um, patch would do, or any good pe- pe- person <laughs> leadership. What you just said, <laughs> uh, but no, uh, no, and then. Go
1: ahead. That's kind of like the uh, keyboard, keyboard warriors. You know what I mean?
0: Yes. Oh, It'll speaking of, I got on, something um, for keyboard so. warriors in a second here. But go ahead with what you're doing. No, no, that's what <laughs> I had to go ahead. Oh, so do, I don't, do you have something? Because I got another one. Another one.
1: Um, no, I think mine. Well, actually, let me see. Let me look real quick. Because um, I think I have. Oh, I have one that's kind of, it's a little, uh, it, it kind of wraps itself up. So okay. I could go ahead if you want.
0: Well, let me, uh, here, let me, since we're on keyboard warriors, well, let me yeah, roll go through this one real quick and then you roll after. All right. So have you, this thing called incel, have you heard of this? No. All right. It's called incel as in involuntary, involuntarily celibate. Okay. It's a group of kind of, or it's a movement, I guess, and again, this is online. It's an online movement where these guys are kinda of like keyboard warriors, again like you were saying, and they basically say like they're stuck basically being virgins because no one likes them, right? Or the like, girls won't date them or basically have sex with them. And like they had like there's been some people who've actually like killed people. There's a guy a couple years ago who killed um a couple of girls because He said that they, you know, were making fun of him or something. But I just think it's really interesting. Like, what, what is this? Like, how is that a thing? Like, this is, this has got to be something new because there's been people all throughout history who are just like unfuckable, you know, or somebody who just does, they just not attractive or they have a bad personality that they just die, you know, versus whatever. But they weren't going off killing people and like calling it like, creating different groups and stuff like let's be honest like that's got to be kind of like a millennial problem where and i hate like i'm a, like i'm a millennial right we're all millennials for the most part but where we blame others for our inability to succeed and i don't understand like are you is there an, like what's the issue with that if just ch- not change yourself but it's okay to just take some blame. Like, hey, you know, I'm not the best looking player. I might be overweight or I just have a bad personality. I don't get, understand what these keyboard warriors are about when they're saying, I'm, I'm just – it's everybody else's fault for why no one wants to fuck me.
1: Yeah, so first things first. <clears throat> um, a little uh, encouragement, I suppose, to everybody out there is like – I think I talked about this on the concessions podcast, but <clears> – <throat> when I was talking about like when I was going through like the denial or whatever of my like hair loss, you know, uh, you know, Biff told me something that I always hold on to is like, everybody's got their thing. You know what I mean? Like, it's like, maybe for me it's uh, a lot of things, but no, but, uh, (laughs) you know, maybe in that instance it's like my hair loss or or like maybe I'm a little fatter than, you know, you know, in a certain time period than I usually am. So I got to like get back in the gym or something like that. But it's like, Everybody's got their thing or like maybe it's like somebody has a scar on their face or something like that. You know, kind of like everybody can't control. So it's like you shouldn't let that – you shouldn't let that affect you because I mean like not to – this sounds very superficial. But when I see other girls and sometimes I think like, oh, she's got that like – I don't know. Let's just use scar on her like eyebrow or something. It's like – but I think it's really cute. You know, there's always somebody else who's going to think – either they're either going to look past it or they're going to think it's fine, right? Right. But – Yeah. I think you hit the nail on the head with like the male thing because of entitlement. And I think the majority of the society's problems among other things, you know, including like humility and that type of stuff is like parenting. So parenting is where like the foundation comes from. So if you have, if you have a parent who like says like, you know, you're always getting the awards for participation, that type of stuff. And then they're like, you know, you're like, they're like, uh, or like the kids like, oh man, I didn't get to score that goal today. It's like, well, that guy didn't pass you the ball correctly. You know what I mean? Yeah. It's like it's that type of thing, and hopefully that gets you know you get rid of that uh, in your childhood. Otherwise, you become baller, uh, and <laughs> you just start blaming other people for your you know your issues. That's really what it comes down to. Now, the level of aggressiveness that it's come to. I don't know where yeah. that comes from. Maybe it's just the uh, you know, um bottled up frustration essentially, but and certainly it's probably some mental issues too, but
0: yeah, but like I feel like I feel like mental issues are one of those things that don't really change over time. It's how people deal with them, right? Like there may there may be you know, fifty years ago people just kind of kept that shit bottled up inside, you know. And that was just their way of dealing with it at the time. Now you have therapists. Um but people didn't just go you know, postal on stuff just for, just because, you know, I don't know, but that's really all I have about this situation. I thought it was just kind of weird that people like, that's a thing just because not every girl is willing to just lay down and just be your, you know, just bang you doesn't mean you're like, you have a right to be called involuntarily celibate. I mean, I call that just a bad a bad not a good weekend, you know. Um, yeah, yeah. So I mean,
1: it, it, certainly like we you know, we kinda of always talk about it's like the opposite, you know, everybody thinks of that double standard, like a girl could, you know, probably have uh sex any you know, almost any time she wanted type thing. But like, you know, for a guy obviously it's tough. But then again, there's a lot of girls who don't believe that, right? Like they like they they don't seem to be able to uh of get what they want i suppose you know yeah. what I mean? so it, it is a uh two-way street essentially um maybe in favor of one or the other but you know it's it certainly shouldn't be like a you know uh a live or die type situation you know yes. <clears throat> what you got um so i'll say what i have for the next time just because not that we are talking about grim stuff but just because to end on a light-hearted conversation that we didn't get to uh, get to is uh, you want to tell the story of uh, you as a kid going to the haunted house.
0: Oh, <laughs> all right. So, and I remember this kind of halfway and I'm, I'm feeling in probably like 60% of it from my parents, but I actually, I'd say probably saw it 50, 50. So, we talked about how you're not a big fan of haunted houses. I'm not a big fan of haunted houses either. I don't really like scary movies. Like I, both of us are kind of superstitious when it comes to like, you know, walking around and being odd things where there's weird noises. I think I get that from my mom. Kind of. She's all about like demons being out there to come and try to get you. So <laughs> <laughs> there's like, I go to this, if you guys ever been to, um the children 's museum they have a bunch of them around the world uh, I know there 's one in Indianapolis there may be one in like Missouri or something like that um there's there's a few of them all over the country and the world as a matter of fact. but the children 's museum put on a um a haunted house, and you know it 's the children 's museum it's kind of gonna be that scary so i 'm sitting there with my parents. And I can't remember. I think my sister might have been old enough to go as well, because I had been like six or seven. And the ladies briefing you up, you know, hey, you know, our haunted house, you know, they're going to jump out and scare you. Um, they're not going to touch you, but they're going to try to jump out and scare you. So if you guys ever get to a point in the haunted house where. You don't want to be scared or you're just a little bit too scared. You can just say, don't scare me when you get to, um, you know, a scary part. So I just took this as carte blanche. And the minute I walked into the, <laughs> the, the haunted house, it was probably like a... 10 or 15 minute trip and I walked in as soon as I got to the dark I just started repeating don't scare me <laughs> don't scare me don't sc- 15 minutes straight I walked around and just saying don't scare me so people would come out there and scare them in front of me scare them behind me and then <laughs> my parents thought it was hilarious I didn't because I didn't want to be scared I thought I was like I just got away with the okey-doke no one came and scared me so I didn't yeah. think anything of it <laughs> but it was I- pretty funny
1: I, uh when I first heard you tell that story, like, because, uh, you know, we've talked about it a few times, but uh I thought you were like, f- you know, 16 or so, like kind of pretty old. But then, <laughs> uh, you know, it's also funny thinking of like a young luxury, like going around just like being like, don't scare me. And, you know, the employees being like, fuck. All right. <laughs> you know, they're like so excited okay. to like scare you, you know. But um yeah, so for like the haunted house, it is interesting to think that. Like, yeah, when when you say, like, they can't touch you, it's like, what are you scared of then? You exactly. know what I mean? Like, exactly. So, I mean, obviously, you still get, like, that jump scare type situation or, or that, that one where, uh, you know, you're, like, walking through. Actually, I heard I heard one in uh, where we're at is um, – was actually pretty scary, which is kind of surprising – or not surprising, but just, like, you know, I guess unexpected. But – um it's like when we walk through like the the room where like nothing's there and then like a girl comes out from behind the or like you oh, know a woman comes out creepy. from behind the chair and like she was like, you know, like moving contorting her body in weird ways. That yeah. was kind of that was kind of creepy, but then I was like, uh I'm kinda turned on right now. <laughs> uh, <laughs> <She's kinda cute. laughs> yeah, but uh but uh yeah, it it was funny to think like, okay, they can't touch you. So like I remember one time like we like walked around a corner and then a guy came like running at me with like a knife or something like that. I'm like Okay, you can't touch me. You didn't really scare me, so I'm just gonna walk past you and say hi, you know? <laughs> um but then there's also the situation of like what you were talking about where you said like you like punched somebody once. And oh, it's like yeah. it's interesting to think because I'm not really maybe I'm more of a flight person then, but I'm not really uh like I don't think I would have had that issue. Like I, I kept my hands close to my chest or like you know, touching holding my shirt just in case. Yeah. And, like, you know, when I got scared, I, like, you know, kind of moved my fist a little bit, but not really. But it's yeah. interesting to think, like, the different people, like, what your reaction is really to getting, jump, you know, like, jump scared in, like, that split second, you know?
0: Yeah. It's, I think it really depends on kind of, like, the type of scare and, like, what you're seeing. Because if you're, you know... If you're in a confined space and somebody comes at you, you have no choice but to like either shrink away or even if you're scared, like to push them away. So you may punch or something like that. That's what happened in my case. Like the guy, like I was in a haunted house back in I don't know. I was probably like 15. Uh, no, actually, I was about 17, I think. And went to this haunted house, and the guy comes out. It was like one of the last. Places And I was just kind of walking out, not really worried. And then he jumps out and like, I didn't like full on punch him. But like, I kind of gave like a little quick jab because I was like, like, I don't know, it was probably like a foot jab, you know, just a quick counter punch. But he was still coming at me. And I had no intention of punching. But like, as he came at me, like, our his fist, his face met my fist at like, right where like, if he had stayed like an inch further back, it would have been fine. So then, like me and like my buddies like almost had a brawl in the middle of this uh <laughs> this hot yeah, night. and um, I wonder how
1: often that kind of shit happens to them too like that's you know, I think it happen- I think it happens more often than not I'd be surprised if it didn't, yeah, that is kind of a weird situation um shit, what else oh, yeah, but it was interesting to think like when we go through and like a few of them like do a good job and we are like, "Hey, good job," or like you know some of them like kind of. <laughs> You know, they kind of like played with you know, or they uh, had more fun with it than others. Yeah. Um, but yeah, and again, it's like kind of that like going back to that fear thing of like not being in control or like not knowing what's going to happen is like yeah. a lot of those situations were like us walking through. Like, you see, like, three people standing there, and they're, like, still, and you're not sure if they're a statue or not. Or, like, you know, you're crawling through something, and you're like, okay, what the fuck are they going to do? You know uh, <laughs> So that was – uh, it, it was pretty fun in the end, I suppose. But it was also, like, every moment I was like, okay, I can't wait to get out of here. I can't wait to get out of here, you know? <laughs> um, yeah. And then it's also funny, the situation we were talking about where it's, like – You know, if it was like an adult like uh, haunted house where they just like tell you you're like never they like go a different round just like tell you you're never gonna make it in life or something like that like they just get you like they just get you emotionally or something they're just like you're ugly you know you (laughs) know like
0: uh, like, your wife's gonna leave you (laughs) yeah or like uh, you have to clean the house today yeah Ah! (laughs) Yeah. you have to do chores all day you you spent all day cutting the grass (laughs) yeah. the grass grew back all the next day, <laughs>
1: and then you come back inside, and the the uh, heater is destroyed, you know, broken.
0: <laughs> <laughs> no, so uh, I don't really have very anything else. I have a the only thing I have less left left, um, and it, it's real short. Um, it's a it's a bit of the the more the style of what the original intent of the lap of luxury was. So if you got something else, go ahead and I can. Close no, it. no, I'm I'm good okay so we played uh the would you rather game right oh shit um and you do you don't i'm uh, man this is a difficult one and i heard this one and i thought it was too good i couldn't believe it so um you seen freaky friday yeah <laughs> or at least you're aware of it so like for those oh who my god seen, not i think i know you're gonna say <laughs> <laughs> so those who haven't seen freaky friday um a a mom and her daughter, they switch bodies and they have to figure out and they basically end up seeing life because the mom, the daughter is always angry at the mom. Mom's always angry at the daughter because they just don't understand each other's lives. Right. And they switch bodies and, um, yeah, they switch bodies and they have to figure out, experience everybody's life. And then they, once they figure it out, they switch back and like, okay, cool. So, Let's pretend you have a significant other. In this case, it's for us. It's you have a girlfriend or a fiance or a wife. Right. And whatever happens, you wake up and your mom, (laughs) your girlfriend, wife, fiance, whoever have switched bodies. Now, you don't want to walk around like you can't have Thanksgiving with your mom anymore because, you know, it's your, your girlfriend is now your mom or your fiance, she's over here cooking dinner. I and mean, then like, people are like, who is this girl? Why is she here? And where's mom? You know, like they're not, they're not going to understand. Right. Um, you know, it's just going to be really weird. So the only way, and the same thing, go for your girlfriend. Like you can't take your girlfriend out cause it's going to be your mom and it's just going to be really weird. So the only way, the only way to get them to switch back is you have to have sexual relations with one of them. Who are you
1: picking? I'm going to have sex with my girlfriend in my mom's body, unfortunately.
0: I think I'm picking the same one as <laughs> you. Because <laughs> the thing about it, right? Okay. There's no going back like this
1: way. It's uh-huh. on you. <laughs> But yeah. the other way, there's no going back. There's no more family Thanksgiving. You're not having any holidays anymore. You're just excommunicated. You know what I mean?
0: Because think about it like this. Here's the thing, right? <laughs> if you <laughs> if you have sex with your girlfriend's mind, right, and it's your mom's body, this is fucking terrible. <laughs> you have sex with your girlfriend's mind, your mom's body, you don't have to like the parties who are going to know are going to be your girlfriend and you, right? And on top of that, it's like you've probably had sex with your girlfriend, maybe maybe not, I don't know, you might be saving it for marriage or if it's your wife you are, you probably had sex with her. So, not a big deal. It's just a different body, right? So, your girl their wife is or your wife is feeling the same things that she's always felt, right? However, if you do your girlfriend's body and it's your mom's, right? It's your mom's mental, and what if she's, like, here's the disturbing part. This is why I had to pick mom body, is because what if she's enjoying it? Oh, my God. Oh, dear God. That, at that, it's over. I can't, Nope. Gotta pick, gotta pick the mom body girlfriend mind. Yeah, there's, uh, be, I, I, it I be don't see mom. Dude, that's, the, that's a whole yeah. other level of fuck. I don't, I don't see another way, to be honest with you. <laughs> 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 that was a little bit like I said that was a little bit of the old taste of the little opera luxury. Yeah. That yeah, I've heard that one before. That's a, oh god, that's such a conundrum, man.
1: <laughs> oh man. Yeah, so but he, but here's the other thing It's like I think you made a good point that I never really thought of is if someone sees you with your mom, but it's your girlfriend in the body, right? It's mm-hmm. like you're they're thinking like, What the fuck are you doing? Yeah, You know what I mean? Like if you like, even if you like go out with her or something like that, you know, it's like, yep. what are you doing with your mom alone having dinner? You know, yeah. Thing.
0: Like, are you just like people are going to be like on the good side or on the most innocent side? They're like, man, this guy is such a mama's boy. Yeah. Um Other on the other hand, they might just think like if they don't know that that's your mom, they might be like, oh, this is a cougar, you know, or somebody like yeah. that. Yeah. It um, could just be weird, you know, and that's just you just don't want that. That's just yeah, real that's odd a, and that's a tough one. Yeah. I'm picking a mom for sure. Your mom body. Yeah. But yes, um, man, I, I think we covered a lot and we, for the most part, stayed away from relationships, huh? Yeah. Look at that. And look at that timing too. We're on, we're money 50, uh, 58 minutes and 30 seconds right now. And I got, I got to say, we like literally,
1: we like text each other about the podcast and we, sometimes we like go over the topics ahead of time, just like briefly, but Luxury was just like, I want to talk about this. Um, what was it? The uh, What are you scared of now that you are not? You weren't scared? Or what are you scared of? You're not scared of now that you were before or something like that. Yeah. And I was like, yeah, I don't want to talk about fear. And it was like, perfect, done. Yeah. It's like,
0: we're just on a whole nother level, I think. Is well, what I think, think we're gassing ourselves up. Rightfully <laughs> like, so, though. What can you say? When you got gold, you got gold. <laughs> All right. Sounds good. Um, oh, yeah. I think that's it for that one, huh? All right, yeah.
1: Cool. Uh, Have a good night, I suppose. Yeah. (laughs) The views and opinions expressed in this podcast are those of the
0: individuals and do not reflect the official policy or position of any agency of the U.S. government.